Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time to groove with Groby with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Ben takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, he'll score. Touchdown. Quinn Groby showing the great athletic ability, did it his way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Groby. Groovin' with Groby is brought to you by Petty Gene Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Gene Meats and taste the difference. But I'm up. Uh. Quinn Groby. How are you? Quinn. Quinny there. There you are. Sorry. Let me turn your music down. All right. It's raining out. It's raining, Quinn, so I never know if our stuff's going to work. Turn the music up. Turn the music up. Turn the music up. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's a well-rested Quinn Grovey. He's been grinding through weeks and weeks of football, and he's had a little bit of downtime now. So, How'd you enjoy championship weekend? It's pretty interesting. That's right. It was good. Uh, got a chance to watch it from a couch, and uh, I mean, take take part in uh, some championship games that kind of led to a lot of debate, a lot of discussion. And uh, but hey, when we go to twelve, we won't be talking about five and six. We'll be talking about thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. So uh, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's always good to get on the couch, watch football, and and see what's happening. No issue, I assume, Quinn, on your part for the four teams that were put in, nor the order that they were slated. No, I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem with the four. I mean, you know, TCU uh, losing in the championship game. I, I still, I'm not a big proponent of the Big Twelve. I think that's the easiest route to the championship game. And so, if anybody's going to get bumped at any point in time, you would look at the Big Twelve. But to get TCU and Ohio State in, I think that's probably the right thing at this point in time. I mean, Tennessee and Alabama would have been the only other two options, and it's just it's just hard to put a two-loss team in there. And so I, I think they got it right, and uh, we'll see what happens. But I still think that TCU will get drubbed, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, what about the Georgia game? I kind of feel like Georgia's going to handle their business against Ohio State. How do you like them in that matchup? I think Georgia. I think Georgia will take care of business. I think Georgia is by far the best team in the country, mm-hmm. and they will roll through Ohio State, and then they'll roll through Mi- uh, Michigan or TCU. Mich- Michigan caught a break by getting TCU, in my Ooh, opinion. I That's going to give them a chance to to get to the final. And uh, but I think once once we get there, it's going to be ugly. I, I I don't think it's going to be a great final. I think Georgia is far superior than anybody on that other side and i think they will uh win another natty i want to get your thoughts on the uh go ahead wes i'm sorry you go first what are the odds of georgia winning the national championship justin what are we talking about like minus 154 but right yeah, now brazil's plus georgia's minus. see, see what <laughs> yeah, i'm saying here yeah. see where i'm going here how yeah. that's yeah. the difference that's why you need to be jumping on brazil that's why i'm glad i put a futures wager in on georgia more importantly two months ago <laughs> yeah before the odds went way down that's right yeah 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're talking World Cup wagering here. That's what that's what the, the period of time we're in right now, waiting on these significant bowl games to start, Quinn. So you can certainly understand where we're coming from. Let me ask you about the Stetson Bennett story as a former quarterback. Uh, you know, he just wins the Burlesworth Trophy after being brought in last year as a finalist. It's a really cool story, and the guy has achieved at an incredibly high level. And we talked to his offensive coordinator the other day, and he talked about basically how they try to make him quit. They try to make things hard on him. They try to dog him. They try to make it difficult. They challenged him. They questioned him. And he just came back after every punch and kept fighting back. And, yeah, he said uh, he gave us the double birds and said basically that was Stetson Bennett's position is that uh, how he operates. Is like, hey, you're not getting rid of me. And here he is right now leading his team to potentially back-to-back national championships. It's a great story. What do you like about him outside of, obviously, his resilience and toughness? Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, he's tough, and he really doesn't care about the situation. Uh, He believed in himself. And with his size and stature, I don't know if he had a whole lot of reason to believe in himself. And, And I thought early on this year, I thought after winning a national championship, and if I'm him, you win a national championship, you're, people in Georgia absolutely love you. I thought early on in the season, Stetson Bennett was trying to win a Heisman Trophy. I thought he was trying to do some things that was outside of his skill set. I thought he was trying to make throws that he probably shouldn't make. And so in the first two or three weeks, I think people were talking about him as a Heisman candidate. And Georgia was really kind of struggling offensively. And I said the biggest thing, the biggest thing that's going to keep Georgia from winning another national championship is if Stetson Bennett tries to win a Heisman. And I think they they got him corrected. And after the first three or four weeks, you really didn't hear anything about Stetson Bennett in the Heisman race. That's because he was getting back to what he does. I mean, getting the football to the playmakers, uh, utilizing that big offensive line. And he started making additional plays, uh, you know, during that process that allowed him to win football games and now be a finalist for the Heisman. So uh, he he's he's the uh, he's the guy on that football team. They believe him, believe in him. I would have never thought that when I first saw him. I th- you know you look at him, and you think he's kind of a little little goofy, a little you know. But the guy's got swag. You can and, say nerdy. And, uh, you know when you went when yeah <laughs> I was going to say it, but I'm gonna let you say it. But uh, yeah, he he's come a long way. He's come a long way from that little old short guy we saw come out on the field against us. And I was thinking blitz him, blitz him, blitz him in his first first appearance. But, uh, no, Stetson Bennett has done a nice job. He won't win the Heisman, but he's been very, very good for Georgia, and he's probably going to go back-to-back. And if he goes back-to-back, I'm sure he'll be considered one of Georgia's best players in college football history. All right, talking to Quinn Groby, courtesy of Petty G. Means. Let's turn our attention back to Arkansas and their matchup. By the way, I forgot to mention Ricky Stromberg. Congratulations to him. Named the SEC's Jacobs Blocking Trophy Award winner, given annually to the league's most outstanding blocker as determined by the head coaches. So while we feel like Rocket got screwed on the all-SEC team by the coaches, we definitely appreciate the fact that they recognize Ricky Stromberg properly as the best blocker in the whole darn league. Good for him, and congratulations. So he will not be back, though, for the bowl game. And Arkansas will be also missing a couple of other key guys, a couple of receivers who have moved on. Dalt Wagner told us he's coming back last time we talked to him, so I assume he'll be there. But all that aside, I guess when you look at it collectively for Arkansas, what will and will not be available for the trip to Memphis, how do you feel about the matchup with Kansas? Well, if, if uh, as long as you got KJ, I, I feel very comfortable. And so he will have some time off, and uh, he will be healthy. He'll be ready to go. And he's really going to be able to try to stake his, 
stake his stake his point for the following season as he gets ready to compete uh, and be one of the best quarterbacks coming back. But you're right. I mean, you got to have I mean, Ricky Stromberg. There's no doubt you can't be the best in the SEC and not miss him. And so we'll see how that happens. You can't you, you can't miss Drew Sanders. So I don't I don't know if Drew said he's going to play or not. Uh, he's not. You know, I think he declared for the draft. But yeah, so yeah, so you're going to miss Stromberg and Sanders. Uh, those are two critical components on your uh, on your defense, especially if you don't have bumper pool, which you don't. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I look at the quarterback matchup. Kansas has a good quarterback. We have a good quarterback. We got Rocket, and so I think we'll figure out how to to make some plays. The big thing will be is who's going to call the plays from a defensive standpoint. Uh, with Barry Odom gone to UNLV. Uh, there's always some change that you have to deal with every time uh, with a bowl game. And so, I, you know, we'll see how Sam plays it. I'm also interested, uh, who will KJ throw to? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a million-dollar question. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm certain you're going to be able to see some of those younger guys, which I think a lot of people have been wanting to see. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see Isaiah and see what he yeah. does. Um, you, you know, and, and I think he can be a key component to what you're trying to do. Uh, you're still going to have to pipe in guys like Bryce, Bryce Stevens and, and, and those guys. Uh, so, yeah, I think once they start practicing for the bowl game, I think we'll get a better feel for that. I don't know exactly which way they're going to go with it, but um, I think KJ, this is an opportunity for him to take those guys under his wing. This is basically like a mini spring practice for him and his receivers, the younger guys. And so I think, uh, you know, with the experience he's had, I think he has an opportunity to try to get those guys ready and get them uh, in a situation where they can propel heading in the spring. Quinn, what do you, when you look at defensive coordinator, what, what is the quality that you would like to see Arkansas hire in a defensive co- coordinator? Well, you know, and that's the thing that I think that Sam has got to uh, be prepared for. I mean, we've been very, very lucky over the last couple of years not having to replace any of our coordinators. And then you lose your strength and conditioning coach, but uh, now you lose your defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm certain Sam is, is probably thinking somebody that's very familiar with him. Uh, I don't know who he's looking at. I don't know what he's thinking, but when you're a head coach, you've got to have a contact list. And I would think that you have to prepare every single year to potentially lose your coordinator. So what are you going to do? And so I think all year long, you're always reaching out to people, talking to people in the event that something happens. And I think he knew that. At some point in time, Barry Odom and Kendall Browse was not going to be here. And uh, Barry's, Barry's gone, and so he'll figure that out. The, 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 the concern I have with that is replacing him uh, accordingly, but what is going to be the aftermath? Because usually when a coach leaves, he may take some people with him. And so you may, I mean, even though you lost your coordinator, you may have other positions on that staff you have to fill. So I'm sure he has a good idea with that, and I'm sure him and Barry are, are communicating about that so Sam can have an opportunity to to make decisions ahead of time. If if Landers, does Landers have a decision? Is there any way he can come back at wide receiver? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, look, look. I hope he's around. I hope he's there. Um, 
you know, I hadn't talked to, to anybody about Matt, uh, but, but having him out there would be really critical. I hadn't heard, I haven't heard anything from mm-hmm. anybody inside the building that talked about Landers, but uh, I'm sure as we get closer, uh, I, I know that we'll hear more about who's playing and, and what they're going to do. But if you can get him back, that really makes him a key component to your offense for sure. Quinn, can you provide some light here? By the way, we're talking to Quinn Groby, courtesy of Petty Gene Meets on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Some, uh, shed some light a little bit on the Keytron Jackson decision to leave or at least to go to the portal. Uh, Two-part really here is what, what, do you, what do you think went down there? Because in, in our eyes, with the guys leaving, he seemed to be a guy who would be in line to potentially be the feature receiver next year in spring camp, if not at the beginning of fall camp. And then also, do you think there's a path potentially for him to come back like Hornsby did? Well, if you're good at football, there's always a path to come back. <laughs> he is good at football. You know, I, I will. I, I, yeah, and and I will say that. So, if you're good at football, you always have a chance to come back. So that that's number one. Number two, I don't I don't know exactly what happened. I thought he was coming along. He actually overtook Warren Thompson uh, for that that other third starting position, and he was very good. So uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you got you, you would have KJ back. And uh, you have your quarterback back, so I'm not sure exactly what took place there. I don't have any inside information that allows me to uh, to know what Keytron is is thinking there. But you're right. I mean, he would have been he would have probably been your number one guy next year heading into the season, and so we'll see what he where he lands. I I, I just really don't know. Go ahead. Look it up. Matt Landers redshirted in 18, played in 19, 20 so as a freshman. 2020 was it be his COVID year. 2021, he was at Toledo, and then 2022, Arkansas. So he would have another year, yeah. the COVID year, come back. Well, I mean, you know, that COVID year only plays into effect if you don't have an opportunity to go to the NFL. I mean, let's be honest. Right. I mean, it's like yeah. if you can go to the NFL, you're going to go to the NFL. That COVID year really helps you out if you are not going to be one of the guys that's going to be drafted. So – uh, I'm sure he'll get some some information about that. See where he sits, and if not, why not? I mean, like I said, I mean, look, if I was playing in this day and age, I'd have been the Arkansas quarterback for seven years, eight <laughs> years, if I could. Yeah, and uh, take advantage of it and uh, enjoy it. Quinn, last thing here: what is the most intriguing bowl matchup in your mind with an SEC team outside of Arkansas and Georgia? Uh, let me think about that one for just a second. SEC matchup. You got Tennessee Clemson's a good one. Uh, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina's matchup. They they they've got a. Uh, South, South Carolina's Carolina got Notre Dame. I looked at that the other day. South Carolina's got Notre Dame. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, that's, that's a good big one. one right there. I'm okay. gonna say South Carolina Notre Dame. Do you think Iowa Kentucky will go over twenty? <laughs> you with Will Levis not playing? Uh, yeah, maybe not. I don't know who their backup is, but they play a lot of defense, and uh, that should be fun to watch. Yeah, that's interesting. K- Kentucky's running back announced today he's not playing in the oh, ball either. Oh, good. It's good. Oh, man. Yeah. Three to two. Go under. Go <laughs> yeah, under. I love it. All right. Yeah, it's going to be the lowest. I think it's going to be the lowest over-under maybe in college football history. We've got 33 this weekend for Army-Navy, and I think that's going to be like 31. I'm not joking. Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah. We told a story earlier today, um, Quinn, there's a there's a high school out in California that's playing for a state championship this weekend that has not completed a pass the entire season. They are 12-2. and two. Now, they're running the ball like wow. crazy. And uh, so I've seen some weird things in football this year, and that is way up there on the list. But this Iowa football team 
and the matchup with Kentucky ought to be one for the ages, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Not completing one pass? Yes, yeah, crazy. Now, I they're mean, at- they're going for like a Guinness they're going for a Guinness World Record. Yeah. That's what they're doing. I wouldn't throw a pass in the final, I'll tell you that much, try to complete one. Four hundred and twenty two yards a game rushing though. <laughs> and it's the crazy thing is, it's the wow. alma mater of John Elway. How about that for weird? <laughs> so that's crazy. It is one of the best throwers to uh, not not throwing it at all. Mm-hmm. He's the best uh, passing running combo I've ever seen outside of you and Matt Jones. So John Owen is pretty oh, yeah. good. He's yeah. pretty good back yeah, in the day. Well, yeah, that 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 shows how close we were because our bank accounts are completely different. Well, <laughs> he's he's had a few breaks along the way, you know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. With us, and we appreciate you. Thanks to Petty Jean Meets. We'll talk to you next week and uh, see what's going on. I'm sure there'll be a little more movement as far as portal and recruits. I know there's some big name recruits coming up to campus this weekend, and uh, we'll get your thoughts on any movement from the player standpoint, or maybe we'll have a DC by next week as well. We'll see. So, appreciate you very much. Talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah. All right, fellas. Y'all take care. All right. See you later. Quinn Grovey, courtesy of Petty Jean Meets.